Welcome to the Buddha Belly Life Podcast, empowering purpose, mind to microbiome, a mind-body-soul approach to life, starting with your gut. Join me, Coach Britt, as I interview top wellness entrepreneurs and microbiome science geeks, and together we mastermind a bucket list kind of life while building the ultimate vessel to live it in. Welcome to your Buddha Belly Life. Don't forget to take notes. Hey guys, welcome to session two of the Buddha Belly Life podcast. Uh, I'm Coach Britt, and I'm bringing you back to my interview where I have brought in my guest interviewer, Trent Grandstaff. And today we're going to be talking about gut health. So the meat and potatoes of the thing that I'm supposed to know. (laughs) (laughs) That's so convenient that you have these talking points that you know so well. (laughs) I know. I just, I just fake it till I make it and enough people follow me and that's it. I mean, you're like, how can people, we look at a lot of things that are running around out there in health and you're like, how can so many people like not question this stuff and just do these things that lead to these. I mean, look at these infomercials with prescriptions and they're like side effects of these are all this stuff. They're like, they're like, maybe they have, you know, psoriasis and they're like side effects, maybe death. Like really I'd take some psoriasis over death. Why is nobody questioning this? You know? And then, and then I looked at my own life and I was like, but people listen to me. So I mean, I get it. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that there, there is an energy that people carry and they have in a confidence that like, when you really know, when you know something, you don't have to know everything, but when you're on to something, people can pick up on that. Cause I mean, there's humility, right? Yeah. I mean, I have a relative that has been in this, in this space for years and I always had a really hard time trusting him because his energy around it. Right. And it, mm-hmm. it just felt like a money-making thing. And it's crazy. Cause you talk about the same exact stuff, just a 10 year difference, but I can tell like, you're not out there trying to get rich off this stuff. You're out there trying to help people. And that to me, I think people pick up on that pretty easily. You have an authenticity. I'm going to be honest, Brittany. I don't think you could lie to anybody very well. I mean, maybe, maybe, <laughs> <No>. but <laughs> maybe if it was like really going to hurt their feelings or something, you know, they're like, do I look fat in these pants? No, you look amazing. Oh. Yeah. Well, actually, I still wouldn't lie. You know what I would do? My Danny says, so my husband says that I am the queen of deflection. If I get into an uncomfortable situation or I'm uncomfortable with compliments, so I'll do the same thing. I'll like deflect. <laughs> like, yeah. like, what? You should feel great in those pants. You own that. <laughs> right? Like, I, we don't need to say yes or no. We just say, you be you. <laughs> we don't need to talk about the truth here. Uh, <laughs> well, let's dive back in. Today, we're going to be talking about gut health being the key to life. And the first topic we're going to talk about is the brain-gut connection. What can you tell us about that? This is usually, you know, gut health, I mean, the brain-gut connection, I think, usually comes after we talk about the other things. But Mm -hmm. for me, and I know for you, because uh, Trent, if you didn't hear the first session of these episodes, Trent has a uh, podcast on mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and a passion for it too, for the more the experiences of it. It's got a lot of deep stuff in it, but you find a lot of camaraderie there if you do listen to the episodes that are already up. Um, but mental health, it, it again, it's my passion. I, I can't tell you how many people have, I've heard say, you know, like, I don't know if I've ever been happy or I don't know how to get out of bed in the morning. You know, when we're dealing with people and helping them with their nutrition and their lifestyle or their exercise, you know, routines and all these things, or, you know, getting out of a bad relationship or going, you know, being open-minded to go into therapy. So they're a better partner or a better parent. It's like, 
why don't we want to try? What's that blockade there? And you realize like if your brain isn't functioning right, you just nothing functions right. In fact, I told Danny the other day because we were talking about um, like drinking and alcohol and stuff. And he's always been somebody that doesn't really understand depression. I mean, good for, you know, thank God for him. He hasn't really dealt with depression or things like that. And so he's never quite understood it. And so I was trying to explain to him, I'm like, imagine in your life when you've had like the worst hangover. I think enough of us can relate to that. The, the hangover that the next day like makes you hate yourself and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I repeated that sentence three times to that person when I was drinking, right? And it just, it grows and it turns this monster of shame, you know, and, and you just can't feel happy. I'm like, that's a good. You're really making me miss drinking right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good. That's how some people could understand like what depression is, what mental health is, right? Like when you, it's just like in you can't just control it. And I'm a fan of mindset work. I'm a believer in the subconscious dynamics and our personal speak and all that. Um, but there's a component too that when we are not producing the chemicals when our gut is what is responsible for 90% of our serotonin and 50% of our dopamine. So this is an incredible amount of these happy hormones and these brain hormones. On top of that, it affects brain inflammation. It affects our neurotransmitters. I mean, it literally affects our brain more than probably anything on our on or in our entire body. So because of that, we need to understand that. So behavior and change in any area of life, if we can't understand what's going on in a person's health, especially with the foundation of the gut, then we're just, we're going to miss a lot of, a lot of what we can do for them and with them. So that's why we start with the brain gut connection. Usually when I have a conversation, because it's just so important. And I think everyone understands this on some level. It's just, we're, we're going light light years ahead now of understanding this because I mean, think about it. Like someone, everyone has said at some point, no, I don't want to eat that. That'll make me feel heavy. Right. I won't feel motivated after I eat that, like eating Turkey, right. I'm going to want to take a nap after eating this. And what we don't Mm -hmm. understand is that like it literally, you eat something enough and it can literally start to affect your motivation, your positivity, even your thinking processes, right? Mm -hmm. To the point of like, are you going to feel confident that you can handle this problem? Or are you going to feel flight or or fight or flight, right? Because your body's so inflamed. It's like, I can't handle that. Yeah. Yeah. Like processed sugar. I mean, it's not just a spike of energy. It is, it is solid like inflammation. I mean, it, the way it communicates to the brain or the way it can affect the gut, depending on the, the gut microbiome composition of the individual is is intense and yet we we medicate our children all the time for ADD and ADHD without firstly looking at the state of their gut and the foods they're eating and the things going on inside their body you know so it's like yeah why are we questioning their their mental capacity before we're questioning their physical well-being right and you look at the tools that they use for that and it is a sledgehammer when it comes to children like here take this amphetamine yes. and it will yes. it'll help you focus and it's like mm-hmm. okay but at what cost right instead of just going hey what if we look at what we're feeding them and i mean we can go in i mean that's a whole nother realm right of the food industry and how it's convinced people that 
it's all just fine. Just follow well, the food pyramid. Just, You'll be fine. <laughs> oh, it's ter- I have a good video on that food pyramid. And, <laughs> and it's not it's not just the food. It's it's the medications our children are on. You know, our medications that we're on and um antibiotics, anti, you know, biotic means life. So probiotic means pro-life. That's how we re-inoculate the microbial community of the gut. So antibiotic means anti-life. So what we're doing is we're killing off things, right, with these antibiotics. And unfortunately, they've been so overprescribed and overused in our children and adults that we've really depleted their natural immune systems and their basically their ecosystem in their body for in, for whole functionality. We just beat it down with the foods we've fed them and with mm-hmm. the chemicals in their environment and then the chemicals that we've put in their bodies in pill form and medication form. And it's really important to understand that, not to beat ourselves up because a lot of parents, we, you know, we didn't know when, you know, when our kids were little, we didn't know here, we didn't know that, you know, but once we start knowing that we can realize how to reverse it. And if, and if we go into it with, you know, how important the integrity of the gut is, then, you know, we can do better. Yeah. Well, you look back 150 years ago, you know, what, what messed up the microbiome? It was whiskey, right? It was alcohol, right? And so we knew like, hey, you're, you're, you've been drinking too much. You're out of your mind, right? You need to pull off the drinking. Our food wasn't a threat back mm-hmm. then, right? Because we didn't have the technology to genetically modify and spray it with chemicals so that, you know, certain pests It wasn't so it. overwhelmed like it is from every direction now. Right, right. And and in the in the name of profits and efficiency we've now stripped our food of its natural components and replaced it with things that our our body don't does not really like so and and going into that let's talk more about microbiome what is the microbiome so the microbiome technically is the microbial community that lives in and on the body. So you have a microbiome on your skin, on your face. You have a separate one in different orifices of your body. You have another one in your intestinal tract, in your gut. That's what we call the gut microbiome. Um, all of that, they all have different jobs. We have just m- massive amount of species that live on us. It outnumbers our, our DNA or our human genes, right? Mm-hmm. And so literally it's like our health if we didn't have these microbes, we'd be sterile. If we were sterile, we would die because we would not be able to take on any pathogens, anything that came our way. Mm. The rats and stuff that live in a sterile environment, you know, um, it's like the bubble boy, right? Because he couldn't handle anything. So they put him in the bubble. I don't know if you remember that movie, um, but we can't be sterile. So we it's literally. Moops. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That's just. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like we literally rely on these species this diversity, massive amount of species for our life, for everything about us. And we, the education on that is coming out so much now, but people haven't known that. So a lot of these everyday practices that have happened have been working against the very thing that we need for life, for health, for immune system, for disease prevention. And the gut microbiome is a big focus for us because the skin microbiome, it's all just different. But in the gut microbiome, we have so much of our genetic, uh, our bacteria, our micro, microbial bacteria. And they, these, these little 
microbes have all these different jobs. Some of them is to process certain nutrients. Some of their jobs is to feed other microbes. And those microbes job is to give us an immune system and all this. So it's just this working ecosystem. And some are pathogenic and not great in large quantities, right? Mm. But sometimes in small quantities, like certain types of E. coli per se, I won't overwhelm you guys in going into all this, but certain types of E. coli are necessary in the gut, but in overgrowth or in overabundance, they, they wreak havoc. So what's happening when we are coming in contact with these chemicals, with these antibiotics, with these poor foods um, that aren't real, with all this garbage that's killing off our microbes, we're having overgrowths of microbes that need to should have remained in smaller supply we're having less diversity of the microbes that we need to do more for our health and they're starting to see that this is a direct correlation to health to even genetic predisposition or what we call epigenetics which is that you can actually change human genes and and a lot of that they believe now is correlated to the microbes in our gut what we're handing down to our children and then how we are fostering that those ecosystems in our kids and how it passes on like that's impactful stuff when we're looking for, you know, and we can't, I'm not saying it's going to do anything, but when people are demanding a cure for cancer and all this stuff, the information we have about the the human gut and the human microbiome is so powerful already. And it's just growing by the day that for what people want, what they're looking for, I don't, I can't figure out why everybody isn't researching this more, asking more questions, pushing um, for treatments that are are cultivating the gut microbiome that are cultivating and preserving what we've got. Well, I, I think you said the word as to why it's not happening and it's research. You actually have to research. And I think that, and you know, today we just like to be told, right? Just tell us, tell us what we're, what pill we're supposed to take. Just don't make me make big adjustments. <laughs> and and it's not a quick fix. It's not, like, it's not. It's, it's a lifestyle change. It's a mindset change. It's a lifestyle change. And uh, I mean, that, that kind of leads us into the next, the next portion of this, which is why is the gut health now so compromised? And I think we kind of touched on that earlier uh, with GMOs and stuff, but why don't you expand on that? So we have, like I said, so we have this, this hand-me-down gut bacteria that happens from mom to infant, from mom to infant. And a baby's first dose of bacteria that they get that really starts cultivating and growing in their gut comes from coming from going through the birth canal. Um, so that's a, that's one place that we start right there, right? A lot of babies are not seeing the birth canal. Um, and then it is cultivated through nursing breast milk feeds that bacteria. Um, and then we grow it right? In our kids, we grow, like we grow their health with healthy whole foods. That's why you're not giving a brand, you know, when your baby gets on their first foods, you're not handing them, you know, fruit loops, you're giving them organic sweet potato. And we're giving them, you know, careful, plain, basic whole foods every single time, because we know how important that is for infancy. And then somewhere it's like after they turn one and you give them that smash cake, it's like, we just, we just kind of tend to throw it out the window. Like, you know, we've been so indoctrinated into believing that, you know, because there's colors on a box or this or this, that these, you know, or it's, it's that, oh, sorry, that meat product is shaped like a dinosaur, that it's somehow clean protein, you know? So we kind of abandon ship and then when the kids come in contact with things like antibiotics and chemicals in the environment and so on and so forth. So 
without 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 going too much into this, one thing I do want to say to people so that no one feels persecuted for their birth experience, because I'm a big advocate of information and I empower a lot of moms who've had C-sections and people, individual, I work with a lot of people who have been C-section babies and knowledge is power, not judgment. It's not about the judgment. We can do a lot now. We can, um, we can seed babies. Um, unfortunately, they don't talk about that enough in the medical practice. They don't. Um, but that's basically where you just swab the birth canal of mom and put it on baby to to um, get some of that bacteria in contact with the baby's skin. Like it's that simple. Um, and it's such a weird concept to people, but ultimately, I mean, the baby was going to come out of there, right? You know, um, and so just some of these little things that we can do if we know when it comes time for that choice can make a really powerful impact. And then if we can't change that, we've been a C-section baby. We've had C-section babies. We weren't breastfed. We didn't breastfeed our kids. We couldn't, whatever. Then doing what we can to build the gut health of our children, um, knowing that they didn't get all that exposure is a great way to get ahead of it. But that's how we go wrong. I mean, imagine like we, you know, we have our birth experience, which is supposed to be our bacteria. And then we have the cultivating of that bacteria or not. And then we have all the things that interfere with the development of the microbiome and of the health, the chemicals, mm. stress, food, all these things, right? And we go into adulthood and now we don't know why all of a sudden, you know, we're bloated every time we eat a certain food, why we have rampant allergies, why mental health is is skyrocketing through the roof. I mean, I could just go on and on and on. So knowledge is power when it comes to this stuff. Allow me to get a little hippie with this for a second, but it's crazy because as you're talking, I mean, just like when you were describing the 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 gut, right? And the different micro microbes that feed on other microbes. And it, like, as you're talking, I'm like, it sounds like the ocean in a way, right? Like it's fish that feed on fish and there's this yes. whole ecosystem. And like, then talking about like how the, 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 the bacteria, right. That normally bacteria is mostly like a bad word, right? Like you gotta get, get rid of that bacteria, yeah. put that alcohol on your skin. Right. Uh, there it is. Alcohol ruining our lives again. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> but like it, it's that, it's that circle of life, mm-hmm. you know, that Elton John puts so well in interconnectivity. Well, yeah. And like the native Americans knew about that, right. They yeah. understood like it, it's all connected. And what I think we're failing to understand and, and well, we're beginning to now understand, I should say, is that it, it goes down to the microscopic level that there, you cannot skip out on these things and think that we have gone beyond our science has taken us beyond nature because it hasn't it actually just causes. Okay. So you solved one issue, but you just created another one, right? Like, and, the, and, like the pharmaceutical of, you know, the skin, skin pharmaceutical that results in potential death, right? Like, yeah. 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 And it's well, not and, that there's never a place, but we've definitely overdone it. When it's taken me, like I said, I grew up around this stuff, right? And it's taken me a long time to finally start to understand because it sounded so pseudoscience. It sounded so mythological, right? Of just like, oh, okay, I think my parents are just trying to talk me into not eating sugar. Of course, yeah. I'm going <laughs> to eat sugar. I love sugar, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, now, like, and I think it, it you know, that's just a, a reflection of where our, like, how our society is still so lagging behind when it comes to real health that we don't have a healthcare system. We have a sick care system, right? You will take care of you when you get sick. 
but who, how, how are we learning other than, you know, and I'm glad to see people like you doing this stuff because how do we learn how to actually be healthy? I don't want to find out what happens to me when I am completely depleted of a bacteria I need or a, a mineral or supplement that I need, right? I don't want to find that out because we all know how much the medical system costs nowadays, right? <laughs> like, yeah. You don't want to pay to just band-aid system or uh, symptoms. Like I, I refer to it as prescription life support. It's not a quality of life that we want. The goal should be to get to the root of everything that of our ailments, get to the root so that we can live optimally and so that we stand the best chance against disease, both mental health and physical health. Right. And it, it, and it kind of shows right now, I think like, and I hope this doesn't fall outside of what you're, you're aligned with, but I just see like this being forced to buy health insurance, to buy into this system. You can show where the hedges are being, or the bet, the bets are being hedged, right? It's not, Hey, we're going to start reversing this and get people healthy. It's no, no, no. Go ahead and spend your money because you're going to get sick. You're going to get sick and you're going to need this. And, and we're tired of people filing bankruptcy so just go ahead and spend a, a big chunk of it's your a money business it's a yeah. it's a business and there's a lot of key players making yeah. a whole lot of money from this prescription life support so absolutely it, it's a choice now it's not something that we can force on people it's a, it's the thing that you know some of us will choose to educate some of us will choose to seek change and stay the course and we will choose to do things differently and yeah. i'm all for the choice Absolutely. I respect so, those who don't want to choose. I respect if they, if they like, go for it, but it should be informed, informed choice. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't choose based on what sounds easiest, right? No manipulation. What, right. Know what you're going to be, know what you're committing to. Cause I, I chose like when I was on, when I finally moved out of my parents' house, I made my choice and my choice was Panda Express like four times a week. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And Gatorade and soda. And like, it did not take long within a few years. I was so just like energy gone, couldn't think straight and going to the doctors. They're like, well, you're getting older in my Mm. twenties. Right. Well, you're not mm-hmm. going to feel like you did as a teenager. And I'll tell you, like, after changing course, like, I never ran six and a half miles when I was in my 20s. I do that now, right? So, like, and I, I work out all the time and I feel motivated and I have the energy to do the things that I want to do. And so, it, it, there, there is that misinformation being spread, right? That, that falls in line with the pharmaceutical companies and the modern medicine, right? It's just like, yeah. You're not don't gaslight me into <laughs> believing that I don't know my own body. Right, right. Well, Brittany, I paid for too much therapy. You're getting for that older. To <laughs> I've meditated way too long yeah. to be told I should feel like crap all the time. Uh-huh. So, so do you think that like all of these changes? Because obviously we're dealing with a rampant health crisis that's happening. You believe that this, that's why it's happening is because we're we're just missing this information we don't understand the importance of this i think we've com- we've strayed so far from nature's design and if you look at nature's design if you study the longest living people right they're the, they live the most within their ecosystem like you said you know it was like the way the ocean was designed it's the way every other animal unless it is a literal parasite does not live parasitically 
But we do, unfortunately. We have fallen into that trap of living parasitically where we extract and we don't put back in. We contaminate our own drinking water. We ruin our own food sources. We kill our own bodies with chemicals. Like, And that's not, again, to shame anybody, but is the reality of the life we're, we're looking at right now. So in order to go backwards, we have to let let the our ecosystem recalibrate. I mean, we have to let it realign and that includes our bodies. I think our, our physical body, I think our microbiome is an incredible representation of a, a microbial level um, of the external ecosystem that we live in out here, of the animals and the nature and the wind and the things. I mean, look at how all these things pull together right and they create this and the the pole makes the tides do this and this animal eats that animal which decomposes it does this it does it this. it's also connected we have that in and on our own bodies too so you know we can't be so if being so destructive because we can't understand this piece is taking our own lives it's a slow suicide and it is just dooming our future generations absolutely well i think that sums up this episode really, yeah. really well. I hope that everyone's getting good information like I am right now. And uh, we, we've got a we've got a couple more to go here. So make sure you tune into the next episode as soon as it drops. Thanks for joining us in this week's Buddha Belly Life podcast. For more episodes, coaching resources, and gut programs, visit BuddhaBellyLife.com. Don't forget to put us in your schedule for next week. And remember, keep showing up and enjoy the journey.